0: I feel so good about myself. <laughs> no, I can't organize my thoughts. I could organize the shelf. <laughs> yeah, these, these shapes here. Yeah, <laughs> and it's interesting too, is Tetris and Pac Man never end, which mm. I think is pretty ironic. Mm-hmm. Like this, this world, it's it never ends. Yeah. There's no. I think that's why people like competition because there is an ending. I right, win. Someone
1: wins, and then they can feel better about themselves yes, for like a minute. Exactly, with and like then sporting what? events.
0: Yeah, and then you become addicted to that. I don't know what. Yeah. That's what I kind of like about Tetris. I never win. Yeah. It's just a way to kill some time. Yeah. And it's also nonviolent, which I appreciate. Exactly. It's awesome. It's so funny how much entertainment you get out of blocks.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I hear that I'm not big on t- in video games, although I do hear the next Call of Duty is going to be World War II-based, and mm. that's coming out in November. Oh, snap. So perhaps that will get some of the folks who don't seem to have a trouble with Nazis speaking their mind, maybe that will kind of get them back on board with realizing that Nazis need to be stopped.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck yes. yes <laughs> any, any
1: means, by any means. By any means necessary. <laughs> yep.
0: It's
1: like, what are we all waiting for? Mm-hmm. Like, what else, what more evidence do you need? And I get that, like, education is... What has to happen. There's another article I didn't quite get to today. It was about a a, a former neo Nazi who said it's up to white people to to I read stop that. That yeah. that'd be a good one to that's read. I know. It was
0: it's so true because obviously people of color are doing their part because we're the ones being targeted. Trying to survive. Yeah, you're like, I just wanna stay oh my yeah. god. I know this I'm going on a, a so Chappelle show. There's um a little skit called i know black people mm-hmm. and it's all like a cop from philly uh a little like dj guy because a white guy but he's a dj and he's from the ghetto mm-hmm. and then there's an actual black guy who works at a barber shop and it's hilarious obviously and um one of the questions was how can pe how can black people rise up and overcome and almost everybody was like well and they and they're like ding 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 <laughs> you got it right but then one guy one lady was like like how can black people overcome and she goes mm, go out and vote <laughs> that is not gonna work yeah and then the black guy answers like, how can you overcome black guy goes shit staying alive man staying alive yeah. and I was like no, you want to cry and they're like that is correct black man, you are right stay alive that's how you overcome that's the first step obviously just don't die because that's an issue dying by fucking cops and being yeah, murdered by
1: right supremacists yeah
0: exactly that's like man it was deep and that came out like 10 years ago Yeah, and, and it's still so relevant you need to watch the bell show it's yeah, yeah. so awesome just it's out there but yeah I was going to say something else but that episode was just everything that black guy said I was like preach preach yeah. <laughs> thank you
2: <laughs>
1: Oh, well, it's just about two o'clock, so mm. I think a little bit after we're gonna we're mm. gonna wrap up. Mm-hmm. Lots of food for thought. Yeah, and just I mean, all we can I mean, there's a lot that one can do. I don't want to say all we can do. I mean, I feel like witnessing is part of it, and I always feel like I could be doing more. Mm-hmm. Oh, we could yeah. all do more. So much. I mean, there's it's it's, it's so.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you're your worst critic, or you know, yeah. you still. I think it's important just to witness and to validate folks who, I mean these things need to stop and then at the same time also mm. recognize that these things are happening and part of the problem is the silence and the yeah. people who say, people who don't say it's happening or they From refuse to. From the white to, community. And, yeah. Mainly. Yeah. Or oh it's not happening to me or like I'm not the one doing that. I'm not killing anyone. But you're not speaking what up. Yeah. Like it's
0: It doesn't really happen to me but I see it all the fucking time. It happens to my friends and yes. family. Yeah. 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 So I have to speak up. Yeah. Obviously as white people only have a lot of white friends or something I mean mm-hmm. it's not until they see one of their friends of color being, you know, targeted, then then those are the ones that are like, oh shit, maybe I should do something.
1: Yes. Yeah, you have power. Use yes. it. Yes. And mm-hmm. have the conversations with the friends and the family of of yours yeah. who don't agree with you. Yeah.
0: At family dinners, man, speak up. Don't just talk about the weather. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Talk about real shit. Be like, so white family, what are we doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is the that is the goal for for white listeners for the next week. Yes, please to have dinner. Call in. I know there's like the, there's terminology of not calling out, but calling in.
0: Yes. Yes. It's like
1: calling in people, um, having these conversations, what we can do to change the systems that are in place and the behaviors that are in place and Mm. how we're all complicit in it. What can we do to behave differently?
0: Yeah. It's as simple as having a black lives matter sticker on your car or something, you know, you're like, Oh, that's a white person. They care. That's nice. I see that sometimes, and it's so cool and I see white people with Black Lives Matter shirts, and I'm like, thank you. Mm-hmm. You're woke. And have,
1: them, and have them in your homes. Yeah, everywhere. And if you're a landlord who doesn't like that, fuck yourself. Yep. Fuck you. Yeah. I'll end on that note. Yes. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a awesome week. Just keep on fighting the good fight. Yeah, yeah. Be kind. Don't stop. Can't yeah. stop. Won't stop. Yeah, let's <laughs> no, not. You know, uh, resist by any means. Inside the system. Outside the system. Mm-hmm. Etc. Any musical requests as we as we uh, head out. <laughs> head out. <laughs> Heading out like a baby.
0: Yes. <laughs> Let me see. Nazi punks, fuck off.
1: Sure. I f- feel like I have that one. Yeah, you probably would. <laughs> I probably would. Yeah. Nazi punks, fuck off yes the song and of course a lifestyle (laughs) yes it is (laughs) cool have a great week everyone
2: wins stop your back and trash our hold Trash your bank if you got
3: relax
2: A lot John the Third, Auxiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Ferver Fervor, and Trina Roderick. <laughs>
4: This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us
2: at more. Whoa there. What a tomato. Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato. I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato.
4: What a tomato. 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking
0: sexy because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 730 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Moms Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th.
6: See you there, sexy.
2: What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light.
4: How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know.
5: I'm terrified. I count on my tips. and topics. Maybe in a dream, maybe you're imagine and I knew you were pure.
6: them to Magazine. this is global Val here at mutiny Radio. FM. happy Friday it is April April 21st 2017 and uh, it's a beautiful spring day here in San Francisco it really feels like the season has finally turned towards some light towards some warmth and um, but we are very very grateful for all the rain we've been getting since October um, after many years of of, you know being teased by oh is the rain coming now oh no no didn't uh, but this year um, it's it's been plentiful um, and so we're very very fortunate to have all this water we need it here in California and uh, you know water is a uh, Kind of been a theme this year. Of course, we've had the water protectors out in North Dakota, but not only the Standing Rock Sioux, um, but also all peoples who have come together to stand up against uh, invasive industries where oil and gas uh, want to dominate uh, not only the land and the natural resources and often destroy it in doing so, uh, but also disregarding the life not just the, hu- the human life, the, um, the the plants and animals, entire ecosystems being affected by um, industry and the destruction that it brings. And uh, I was really um, encouraged. I've been really encouraged by the the outpouring of support, especially for Standing Rock, um, that was encamped up there in North Dakota standing up against the Dakota Access Pipeline. Um, They started camping out there about just about a year ago. Um, Now of course this past February finally the camp was finally dismantled kind of in the in the depths of winter and uh, after the new presidential administration uh, started to uh, come in and try to green light the project uh, and um, it is certainly an ongoing battle. Uh, it's an ongoing process. But what is encouraging to me is that people around the world have had their eyes on Standing Rock um, and have come out and support supported all, all the folks in, in that region, but also uh, really starting to, I think, open our eyes to. The interconnectedness of of everything um you know the dakota access pipeline being bullied through by this uh private corporation called energy transfer partners based in texas um you know got just, you know, all of these uh, permits to build this huge pipeline through four states, but they they didn't go about it in a holistic way. <laughs> can you can imagine that. Surprise, surprise. Um, you know, they, they went along and kind of piecemealed their permits together so that they didn't actually have to get, um, you know, these really in-depth environmental reviews that are necessary when there's large infrastructure projects such as running a new oil or gas pipeline through four states and under bodies of water and uh, we saw that you know the construction of this Dakota Access Pipeline slated to go under not only Lake Oahe which is right near the Sanding Rock uh, Sioux Reservation in North Dakota but also under the Missouri River um, with millions and millions and millions of people um, approximately 20 million people downstream uh, of where that pipeline is slated to to go under the river um 20 million people downstream depending on the Missouri River for clean water so we see the the audacity of the oil and gas industry um and uh, all all of the, uh, the systems and structures in place who support it, um, because they are financially backed, um, and then what I'm talking about, of course, is, the uh, local and state governments, law enforcement, um, and, uh, all the way up to, uh, well, the United States Congress. So, uh, and also the, the new president, um, as of last year had some investments in the the Dakota Access Pipeline, and so it's not really a surprise that he would come into office, and one of the first executive orders he signed was to try to uh, say, you know what, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, I know that the world has stood up to you and said, don't grant this easement to this company until there's an environmental impact statement, And uh, but you know what, forget all that, just go ahead, just give them the easement. That's the world we're living in right now. And uh, it's a sad fact, but uh, there is hope, there is good uh, action being taken, and uh, tomorrow here in San Francisco is the March for Science, um, which is going to be happening around the country. Here in San Francisco, there's going to be a rally at 11 a.m. down at Justin Herman Plaza. That's right at the Ferry Building uh, at the end of Market Street or the beginning of Market Street, actually, um, by the Ferry Building and the on the Embarcadero. A rally at 11, there's going to be a march going up Market Street to Civic Center starting at 12, and they will be joining the Earth Day Festival at Civic Center. So uh, earthdaysf.org. Uh, you can go on there and find out a lot of things that are going to be happening there. It's an annual Earth Day Festival. Uh, it's back at Civic Center. It has took a little hiatus and was in the mission for a couple of years, but it's back at Civic Center. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm really honored to be the the first MC for the day. I'm gonna be the MC from uh, the morning. The, the festival starts at 10 a.m. and it goes until 6 p.m. I'll be there from about 10 until 2 p.m. Uh, there's gonna be. All, all sorts of things to do um, there's going to be of course there's always it's a festival so of course there's going to be you know f- food and drink but there's going to be a sustainable chef showcase and, and an organic food court there's going to be a kids zone as there always is so lots of hands-on activities for kids of all ages um, you know learning and 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 doing art and uh, learning about the environment in that grand sense and in more uh, focused ways, for sure. There's going to be an eco-fashion show, which is always kind of a hit. That'll be on the main stage, I believe, probably about 1 o'clock or so. Um, there's going to be a lot of DIY workshops, uh, beer and wine garden. And then, because it is the 50th anniversary of the Summer of Love here in San Francisco, uh, this Earth Day is uh, dedicated to... The summer of love so there's going to be some amazing music happening on the main stage uh, there's going to be some psychedelic funk um, there's from uh, the likes of Cat Delic um, and SF Airship which is a tribute band to Jefferson Starship and Jefferson Airplane um, Jefferson Airplane being the original of course in that in that tier but um, so SF Airship and Cat Delic are going to be kind of the headliners there. There's also the Grateful Bluegrass Boys, Hibbity Dibbity, J Boogie, Dubtronic Science, and lots and lots of speakers and information um, throughout the day. And once once the March for Science shows up, uh, there's going to be a a big uh, teach-in of speakers. So there's two main places you can go. You can go to the main stage um, where most of the music is going to be, some of the speakers. I'll be there opening up the show at noon. And then there's also a big domed tent called the Radish Dome, and that's where... The majority of the, the speakers will be throughout the rest of the day. So you know what? It's going to be a beautiful day in San Francisco. We hope you'll come out and join us and join community um, because, as the music was saying uh, before, we had a song by Eve of Eden. Um, you know we're all under the same stars, so thank you for listening to Women's Magazine. I'm going to play a little more music for you from Eve of Eden. This is a song by uh, Eve of Eden's leading lady, uh, Elisa Hava, and uh, she she released it this year as a tribute to uh, the Women's March the historic historic women's march on washington and around the world and uh yeah this is called rise Uh, One people, that is the message. Um, I have a friend, uh, her name is Sylvia Frayne. She's just uh, finished up her doctorate in peace and conflict studies in New Zealand, down in Dunedin, New Zealand. And uh, thank God she's back in California. Uh, She's an amazing person, and um, she has... Uh, been working a lot, studying, doing a lot of research and speaking events and things about the, the Pacific Rim and um, the militarization, the U.S. militarization uh, build up there and has spent a lot of time on Guam. And um, the reason I, I bring that up right now is because um, I saw that she had a, a quote in an email that she sent to me. And it's, well, she was spending time in she was been living in New Zealand and um and so the, the the indigenous people of New Zealand are you know referred to as the Maori or the Maori um and so uh, she sent me this this great uh, quote it's it's a proverb a Mao, Maori proverb and uh, of course you know I'm having trouble finding it right now, um, but basically the the gist of it is, and I probably wouldn't be able to pronounce it correctly anyway, the gist of it is um, we are all in the same canoe without exception, and you know, I think that's just kind of the, the perfect way to look at Earth Day. Um, it's a good reminder that, uh, I don't know about you, but I'd haven't been saving up for my, you know, emigration to Mars or any visiting, you know, any, any nearby planet. Um, we all share this planet. Uh, and if you, you know, just think about the ripple effect that, that we all have in our lives. Um, and you know, maybe that's a really big thought for you. Um, it's a pretty big planet, but, uh, you know, take it, take it, you know, take it, take a step in too, you know, look, it's, if we're all in the same continent, we're all in the same country, we're all in the same state, in the same city, in the same neighborhood, uh, you know, on the same block, um, if we take the same buses and trains, uh, we're all really equalized um, by the fact that we share this environment without exception. And um, I know sometimes it's uh, hard to kind of break out of our own little personal bubbles, but you know, it's a human flaw. It's a, it's kind of the hu- human tragic flaw, uh, that, um, you know, we spend so much time trying to like, you know, get like personal satisfaction or something, but, um, we are all in the same canoe with no exception. Um, so that means that, you know, maybe you've got something to give and, somebody else really needs something so you're not going to leave them out of it um, and I think that's really important right now because we've seen such a, a huge growing uh, disparity especially here in San Francisco just to use as, as an example um, you know over the past several years with uh, the cost of living really just like going through the roof. I mean, people are paying thousands of dollars in rent every month to live in, you know, little apartments, uh, and, and even more thousands of dollars to live in bigger, bigger apartments, or maybe even a house, uh, here in San Francisco. And so many people, have been displaced and have lost their homes and have lost their ability to pay rent in their city uh, where they live, where their k- kids go to school, where they have uh, doctors, where they have friends, where they have jobs. And it's been a huge, huge strain on our communities and, uh, and you know, on these families and, and on, these, on all these people. And so, you know, I think as we go forward and try to gear public policy, because that's what we're doing with all these protests and the letter writing and the phone calls to your senators. It's, you know, people are engaged in uh, this conversation about public policy. What's best for everybody is kind of where I'm going with this. So um, when I look at some San Francisco, which is geographically a rather small city, seven by seven, as we say, seven, seven miles by seven miles. And, uh, you see these gigantic new buildings going up downtown right next to the bridge. Um, you know, this big, gigantic, ridiculously huge transit center, um, which could very well just be the temporary one that they've had up which is you know a series of bus stops in, in a couple square city blocks um but no 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 we've got to make the tallest building in san francisco it's like a third taller than any of the other buildings it's going to be all of these office spaces and workspaces and you know multi-million dollar um condos you know it's mixed use really but um It's just kind of this big, ridiculous thing in the middle of, on the edge of downtown San Francisco. And, you know, as, as we try to have this conversation about, you know, well, we need housing. Yeah, we need housing because people have been priced out of their homes and so they need someplace else to live or they're going to retire soon so their income's going to decrease and so they're going to need some place to live and that's true and that's what you know a good focus but at the same time we need to look at it from a bigger perspective we need to look at it from a planetary perspective we need to look at the resources that we're a- asking uh to to um you know, to, to, to put pressure on, you know, if you, if, if right now we have 800,000 people supposedly living in San Francisco, according to the last census, about 808,000 people who said, yes, I live here. Um, but you know, m- over a million people are here every day working and, and, and coming and going and visiting and all that. So there's a lot of people already here. Um, but you know, if you keep building these gigantic housing developments, these gigantic office buildings, um, with the intention of putting more people there. Um, you're, you're putting this strain on city systems like the public transportation system, uh, city water and sewage, like all of the utilities, um, you know, how much is, is too much, um, when when does this shit become medieval again you know uh (laughs) so let's you know I, I I just I I think we all need to if we could like a volcano take a nice deep breath and like let things settle a little bit and like really actually look at what we can do to make life as pleasant as possible for everyone and uh not you know pollute our shared environment like the air and the water Um, but you know there's a lot of people who make a lot of money off doing that and those are the folks in charge right now so keep calling your senators keep marching in the streets keep coming up with new ideas and sharing them and staying positive and reaching out and being kind to one another because we're all on this planet together
5: love may go. What's the reason? I don't know. All these changes are hard to make. Sometimes life, dear, is hard to take.
6: more beautiful music from Eliza Hava and her band called Eve of Eden. I'm Global Val and you're listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco's Mission District and uh, a beautiful spring day at that. So it is April, um, which means that it is now. National Poetry Month and as and it's also National Jazz Appreciation Month by by the way so um, if you get a chance to go check out some jazz poetry there was some pretty hot jazz poetry last Tuesday at the word party Um, that's where the Nova Jazz headed by uh, lead sax man Daniel Hefez brings together a crew of really amazing uh, jazz musicians and they get up on stage and very um very kindly uh welcome poets up there to do uh it's an open mic so you get to get up there and read your poem uh with a jazz band playing with you and uh, the first time I did it I was a little wary I'm like I don't know what's gonna happen um but I've been doing it for a long time now and it's a lot of fun. Um, and it's free. Uh, it's downtown. It's at a place called Piano Fight. It's at 144 Taylor Street. Uh, and um, it's every third Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. And uh, it's called The Word Party. I recommend it. Um, there's, it's a full operating bar and restaurant, so you can get drinks and food if you want. Um, but it is a free show. So you can go and enjoy it, or you can participate. Anyhow, um, National Poetry Month. I thought I'd read a poem for you. Uh, I read this last Sunday at Adobe Books. We had an event called Kasidat, um, which is a poetry showcase um, held usually every couple of months. The next one's on May 21st, Adobe Books on 24th Street. So I read this poem there. No, I read this at Sacred Grounds this week. It's been a busy season for Global Val. And this is called One Species on Earth. And it begins with a quote from John Steinbeck, uh, who, from his book, The Log from the Sea of Cortez, so it was during world war ii and he was down in the sea of cortez or like you know baja california um on an excursion you know by boat he went with a bunch of scientist friends and he was the writer on board so they cobbled together this trip um and it's his it's his you know it's his log from the sea of cortez um, but it, like i said it was during world war ii and it's really beautifully written, but there's this quote that, I, that was really moving to me and he said, And thousands of miles away the great bombs are falling, and the stars are not moved thereby. John Steinbeck. It's nearly absurd to think that the choices of one species on Earth could add so much calamity and effectively ignore this animal abnormality. For tigers eat what they need, snakes get hungry and feed, killer whales rush the plump seal, vulnerable with its silky belly on an ice berm. There's no risk of overeating. Yet man has taken its position and made a sport of bleeding. Farmed food, extraction of fuel, wearing a macabre mask of eccentric death, Commercial and judicial rubber stamp from the rainforest, fine print writ on a large scale, an irascible penchant for domination, even when the enemy is a work of fiction. Don't be tricked into believing in our insignificance. We've still got a chance to shift, to choose, to dance, and with an abundant satisfaction of moving in a better direction.
2: Flows of love, that's ocean wide So whenever you pray
6: Yeah, my, yeah. That was uh, Gisela and the Voodoo Cabaret. They're going to be opening Earth Day with me tomorrow. That's Saturday, April 22nd, Civic Center Plaza, San Francisco, Main Mainstay. <laughs> I don't even have my microphone on. Hi, everybody. (laughs) I've been talking here for the past 30 seconds, and uh, you've been listening to nothing. Uh, This is Global Val. Happy Friday. Uh, You were listening to a podcast from last week. That was um, the day before Earth Day in San Francisco, and that was a beautiful day here in in the city. Um, Lots of uh, music and community and education was, uh, you know, enjoyed at Civic Center, and it was uh, in coordination with the March for Science. But coming up this weekend is the Climate March, and that's a national movement as well, Day of Action, uh, definitely going to be happening in Washington, D.C. So the People's Climate March is, as I said, in Washington, D.C. and around the country. So uh, it is on the hundredth day of the Trump administration people will be in the streets in Washington DC to show the world and our leaders and I'll put leaders in quotes uh, those invested with uh, you know those 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 guys that are that are have the, that are in a temporary position in Washington DC I like to think of them as our temporary employees on probation um, to show the world and our contemporary leaders, that we will resist attacks on our people, our communities, and our planet. March with the People's Climate Movement this April 29th and stand up for our communities and our climate. March for climate, jobs, and justice. If you want to find out how to get involved and sign up for updates, check out peoplesclimate.org. So that's tomorrow, Saturday the 29th. Also, um... More locally, uh, there is the People's Climate March in Oakland under the banner, War is Not Green. So let me read you about the People's Climate March in Oakland. Multiple crises are threatening the people of our communities, our country, and our world and menacing our very planet. Military and climate wars are destroying lives and environments and creating enormous flows of desperate refugees. Violent racism, Islamophobia, misogyny, homophobia, and other hatreds are rising, encouraged by the most powerful voices in Washington. So rise, love, and resist the hate with us on this day. Join the People's Climate March to stop the $54 billion increase to the military budget. Join the People's Climate March to advance solutions to the climate crisis that are rooted in racial, social, political, and economic justice and committed to protecting frontline communities and workers. Protect our right to clean air, water, land, healthy communities, and a world at peace. Immediately stop attacks on immigrants, communities of color, indigenous, tribal people, and other countries and lands and workers. Ensure public funds and investments create living, paying jobs that provide a family-sustaining wage and benefits and preserve workers' rights, including the right to unionize. Fund investments in our communities, people, and environment to transition to a new, clean, and renewable energy economy that works for all. Protect our basic rights to a free press, protest, and free speech. That's First Amendment rights, folks. It goes on, we have marched, disrupted, and protested, and we will continue to do so as we build the strong connections we need to create a better world. During this People's Climate March, we have the opportunity to rise in solidarity with people around the world and unveil the violence and exploitation that many groups of peoples and earth itself faces. Let's take this energy and direct it locally towards concrete changes we want to see in our communities and cities. That is a note from codepink.org slash People's Climate March in Oakland 2017. You're listening to Women's Magazine. Hi, everybody. I'm Global Val. Happy Friday. It is April 28th. We've come to the end of National Poetry Month. Just a couple more days. It's been a big old month of, uh, you know, 30 days, half September, April, June, and November. Only 30 days, but wow, a lot has happened. Uh, I've been a real busy bee here around uh, the city and beyond. Last night at City Hall, we had our 12th annual Poems Under the Dome. That's the mother of all open mics, we like to call it, the largest poetry open mic in San Francisco all year long. And it was really a beautiful event. We had a community blessing by Jorge Molina inside City Hall under the rotunda right at the base of those historic stairs, and then uh, moved into and sent our love, compassion, and understanding to everyone in all the d- four directions. Then we moved into the North Light Court for the poetry, and boy, were we just... It was it was a really lovely night. Um, The house was packed. Uh, We usually set up about 250 chairs. And I would say it was it was full. Um, It wasn't necessarily standing room only, but there were people standing and most of the chairs were filled. So I'm going to say we had a good at least 200 people there. It was pretty amazing. Um, And we started with the youth voice. Um, because EK Keith, who's the primary organizer, is a teacher librarian, so she always makes sure that we have young voices uh, represented, and um, they really kind of blew us out of the water. There's a, an organization, I believe, in the in the peninsula somewhere. It's either the either Pacifica or I think it's Pacifica called Spark S P A R C, and uh, Casey Gardner and Mike Taylor are basically poetry teachers for this organization um, and they work with middle school students and these two middle school students just came and really blew everybody out of the water um, right up front uh, showing how deeply they understand and have come to understand that uh, this is not really a democracy Um, hey if the kids know it we're on the right track we're all just working towards a better, better day so thanks for listening to Women's Magazine, albeit this brief uh, installation. Stay tuned. We're going to have the C- Common Thread Collective coming up next here at MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco's Mission District. And I just want to say, I have been having a beautiful afternoon in the mission. I got off work